0: Good morning, I'm Frank Powers and this is Lifestyle Tucson, the program where I speak to our neighbors, the people behind the scenes of our amazing organizations, small businesses and nonprofits. Our friends are informing you how they serve our community and how they are here to give you updates on future projects. Let's make some new friends today. And today I'm fortunate enough to speak with Melanie Morgan, Executive Director of the Tucson Festival of Books. The Tucson Festival of Books is the WrestleMania of books. That's how I've always described it. It's the biggest event in all the Southwest when it comes to literacy, reading, and having fun. It might even be one of the biggest in the nation, and we're going to get an inside scoop of everything going on today at the Festival of Books because it is this weekend. It's going on right now. I'm very excited. So let me welcome my guest. It's Melanie Morgan. Melanie, how are you doing today? Welcome to Lifestyle Tucson.
1: I am great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It is a pleasure. You can see how hype I am you are <laughs> i've talked about the festival of books to my friends people that i know from back east where i'm originally from but also people in town that sometimes miss this pinnacle event not realizing that it's going on and then they're like what just happened because it makes all the papers a lot of people come to town a lot of visiting authors a lot of celebrities show up so give us a synopsis of the festival of books as if no one's ever heard of it
1: well so um I would hate to think that there are people that are living in town that have never heard of the Festival of Books, but we always have a lot of newcomers to Tucson, so it's really important that we keep promoting these things. Um, It is the third largest book festival in the country. So the Festival of Books, one of our partners is the Arizona Daily Star, so one of the best ways to find out about the Festival of Books is actually through the newspaper and the Arizona Daily Star does have a venue at the Festival of Books where they bring in famous journalists from all over the nation to talk to our local community. So it's a really great way to um, experience things that are going all over the country, but right here in Tucson. Um, So we're really excited to be bringing everything to Tucson. So Sunday In addition to our authors, um, you're going to hear from Linda Ronstadt on Sunday. She is a local Tucsonan who is coming back for the Festival of Books, and she does very few appearances. So we're really happy to have her. She's going to talk about... Growing Up and a cookbook that she wrote about about growing up and sort of, you know, the local community. Um,
0: That's amazing. Linda Ronstadt wrote a cookbook and it's coming here to Tucson? She (laughs) did. She's not
1: going to be doing a cooking demonstration for us. Unfortunately, she's going to be in our grand ballroom, though, because we want to fit as many people in as possible to see her. So... If you were not one of the people that was fortunate enough to get a free advance booking for Linda Ronstadt, now bear in mind, all of our festival events are free to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you can still show up, line up for Linda Ronstadt, and a lot of those people, especially those that get there early, will still get in because we have free advanced bookings available but we do hold a lot of seats aside for no-shows and then of course some of the people who got those free advanced bookings for whatever reason are not able to come that day um so she's great we're really looking forward to hosting her but there's tons of other stuff going on in the mall too if you're not able to get in to see your favorite author or your favorite author session don't miss the rest of the things that are happening there's 34 author sessions happening simultaneously throughout the day So we have five time slots where we have author sessions um, starting at 10 a.m. and going all the way through 5.30 that day. Um, So there's lots of chances to see lots of different authors. And then if you don't wanna go in and see an author or you just saw one and you wanna do something else, we have a literary circus. We actually bring a circus to campus. um, And this year it's gonna be our local circus um, that's performing the Circus Academy of Tucson is coming out. And then if you're not into the circus, but you love science. We have an entire wing of the festival dedicated. It's called Science City. So they're doing all kinds of demonstrations, experiments. In the past, we've had liquid nitrogen out there. Um, the kids can launch actually launch rockets with Raytheon. TEP is going to be there with a the solar array. They're going to be doing demonstrations, so um, it's really exciting. I um, love it.
0: There's a lot of STEM, a lot of steam, a lot, lot of, of stuff happening at the of, festival. A books. lot of
1: that happens at the festival, and then also our um, our title sponsor uh, TMC is always there, and they have really great walk through displays that you can take part in. So that's always exciting too. And they have really fantastic giving giveaways. We actually have about 200 plus exhibitors that are going to be on the mall. A lot of them are giving stuff away. A lot of them are doing really, really fun activities. So, um, you know, it really shouldn't be missed. So if you don't have author sessions planned for yourself all day, which, you know, some people just kind of show up and see what they can get into and see what they can't. Um, You know, there's tons of stuff to walk around. And, of course, there's food on campus. We have Mm -hmm. food vendors and tons and tons and tons of kids' activities, teen author activities. There's workshops where kids can go and they can learn about becoming a writer, learn about poetry, learn about drawing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So really just like bringing Disneyland to campus. It kind of is. It kind of is.
0: Again, like, that's one of the best things I love about festival books. I don't usually... I don't usually make a plan. I just go because I know there's tons to see and there's some familiar favorites. I know I'm going to see some circus arts being performed. I know I'm going to see some great science experiments and it is great for kids and kids of all ages. There's a lot of like good touch and feel type of experiments going on in Science City. A lot of stuff happens there where you really do get to play. And that's, I think, one of the biggest things when it's come when it comes to kids, they really want to do that interactive thing. Really, the feel, the touch. A lot of that science stuff is very interactive, and being able to interact with scientists is always amazing.
1: Well, and it is, and you know, a lot of it's too old for some of our toddlers, which is why we have Story Blanket Tent. We have the Desert Museum. They come out and they have they bring animals with them. Um, we have the Children's Museum is actually doing our Book Nook tent this year. So that shouldn't be missed either. But um, so that's for some of those younger kids, those middle aged, you know, or if it's a family with a bunch of different kids, they're really great for kids of all ages. Mm-hmm. So that's in the children's area. And there's fun activities just sort of throughout campus for them. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: And also, so I went a few years ago and one of the best seminars ever. I forget who was by, but we learned a lot about writing movie scripts. You know, so there's a lot of writing seminars also for us adults that really want to figure out that next step of entertainment or how do people really make it, talking to people that are doing it, come to the festival books. And I learned all about how to pitch movies, how to write real movie scripts, and write for television in a seminar that I took.
1: Yeah, there are workshops for teens this year that are going to be in the main library that are great. And then those adult workshops are right next door. And, you know, it's funny because as much as I, I'm I'm really flattered that people believe that I know everything about publishing because I run the Festival of Books, I don't. And so <laughs> when, if you know me and you text me and you say, how do I get my book published? What I say is come to a workshop at the Festival of Books. These are published authors. They know how to help you. Yeah. So um, I think it's a really fantastic thing that we offer those workshops as well for those people that are res- aspiring writers, have aspiring uh, movie scripts. Or um, the teens that are looking to be creative. And, of course, younger children as well.
0: Yeah. You're going to write the book on how to run festivals. And then people will ask (laughs) you that when you come to the Festival of Books.
1: It's true. I already have a title for it. Oh! But.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's it called? Can you say it on the radio? No, I can't. I don't.
1: (laughs) I don't want to jinx it. I, I keep I keep saying to the chair of my book and author committee, Bill Finley. He's fantastic. I keep saying to him, Bill, we have to write this book. We also have a wonderful literary consultant. Her name is Lynn Wacy sneed and um, I'm constantly talking to her about it too. Because you know, these people. We actually have about 200 volunteers that work year round on planning the festival, and about 2,000, really over 2,000, that help us on festival weekend. And these people all play such an integral role in making sure that this festival happens for the community. It's really a love letter from the founders, from the volunteers, the sponsors, the friends of the festival who donate. It's a love letter to the community. And so, you know, all of them, if I do, if I didn't get all of them to help me write this book, I just don't know. <laughs>
0: That sounds like it's a good book. That's, in a way, easy to write if you got 2,000 people adding a little bit to it. That's
1: true. It does sound like too many cooks in the kitchen, but they <laughs> plan this really great festival. So, you know, who's to say?
0: Yeah. A, a question I usually save to the end, but you really jump right to it. How can people volunteer for the Tucson Festival Books? Obviously, today, things are taken care of, but mm-hmm. this is an annual thing that I even count on, like Christmas. So, people should want to get involved. And I, the best advice I give on the show, I think I've said it on every episode, volunteering, has changed my life. It's the best thing I've ever done. I volunteer as much as I can. It's how you meet people you want to meet and people that are doing the things you want to do. So it's not always about, you know, getting paid to do everything because time is money. So when you invest yourself into something you care about by volunteering for that place, it usually does open doors to new friendships, new partnerships, and a lot of opportunities. So how can people get involved with the Tucson Festival of Books throughout the year?
1: They can actually still stop by on Sunday and volunteer. So
0: get on down there, kids. Sunday morning,
1: they (laughs) need to. They can walk into Volunteer Headquarters and they can say, "I want to volunteer," and they will get a T-shirt and they will be sent out to volunteer at the festival. So, um, but having said that, I mean. We have volunteers that enjoy it so much that they, they come back year after year after year after year. And these people get to know each other. They, they've they really become a community to themselves. Yeah. And that's really fantastic. And without our volunteer workforce, we would not be able to have this event. Of course not. The University of Arizona hosting it, the Arizona Daily Star, TMC, all of our sponsors, all of our volunteers, all of our friends, any piece of that falls away and we've got no festival. Yep. So the community really pulls together to do this for everyone, and that's that's the best thing about it, really.
0: It is. Yeah. You're listening to the community. You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. That's all we do around here is talk to people in our community, making friends, and I love it so much. That said, we're talking about a lot of volunteers, a lot of guests, a lot of authors. That's a lot of people. How many people come to the Tucson Festival of Books?
1: So, we generally are hosting about 140,000 people. That's insane. I know. Um, and it really maxes out at that. So, the hope is that everybody who wants to get in gets in. Um, and, you know, it's really not an issue of because, you know, it's a parking thing. You know, yes. you can only park so many cars. So, my suggestion is if you want to come to the festival and you're nervous about parking, take the modern streetcar. Yay. Downtown. Yes. If you don't mind walking a little bit of extra way, park in one of those parking garages north of campus and then walk through the underpasses. That's actually what I do myself because it's just the easiest way to get there. Yeah. So um, the parking garages... Oh, and do not plan to park in the 2nd Street garage. We do reserve that for um, our presenting authors throughout the weekend because, you know, sometimes they're screaming in late and, you know, you want to make sure that they get on stage at the prescribed time. Yes. So... um, so there's that, but, you know, there's lots of parking garages on campus, um, and, you know, if you use the maps that are on the website, it is actually pretty neat, easy to navigate. The easiest way to navigate, in my opinion, throughout the festival is to use the app. Download the app. It oh. really makes a huge difference. People people at the information booths will be standing there looking for things at the festival, and they'll say, um, How'd you find that information so fast? And I just show them my phone. I say, it's all on
0: the app. Isn't that wild? So there's an app for the Tucson Festival of Books. I did not know that. (laughs) And you hear how pumped I am. So that's a big, big deal too. So make sure you go download that app because that'll get you around and get you where you need to be.
1: Yeah, and the other thing about the app that's great is if we do have any last minute cancellations, it happens, you know, people... People have lives and a lot of the authors are flying in from different parts of the country. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, um, if a Southwest airline style catastrophe happens for a Festival of Books weekend, we do put all the cancellations. They're all on the website and on the app so well, there that you people go. can see as the schedule changes. There
0: you go. There's your up to the minute way to stay in touch with things with using the app. So you bring up authors. Let's find out who is here today at the Festival of Books. It's Sunday. So let's have some fun. Who might people get to meet today?
1: Okay, so we have something happening. It's actually happening on a national level with our libraries, Um, and it is called The Big Read. Um, One of our festival authors was chosen for The Big Read. Her name is Natalie Diaz, and her book is all about water and poetry, and it is just fabulous. And so we have lots of sessions happening about that. Um, We also included some of our other authors in that. So we have an author named Lorna Cervantes and Allison Adele Hedgecock. Um, and they're going to be doing a session on Sunday about um, poetry about on the Big read as well. But the big read's really fantastic. Look it up. Um, it really culminates here in Tucson with the book festival. It's happening in cooperation with the Pima County Lo- Public Library and Worlds of Words Library at the University, which are also big partners of ours as well. On Sunday we also have something. It's called um the panel is called Daughter of Auschwitz and it's Toba Friedman and she is actually a survivor. Wow of auschwitz and so she's going to be really great to hear from as well um so we're excited about that i Um, imagine
0: she might burn would be one of the last living survivors at this point right
1: in all likelihood she i don't want to say how old she is on the radio but (laughs) but i i think pretty much what you would expect so um and i believe she was very young in the concentration camp yeah so um, wow we also have a book um the the author's name is um, Maria Nuno Ruiz. It's called Dining with the Dead, and that is in our culinary section. So you can see her. She's an actual chef, um, but she is doing uh, traditional Mexican recipes, and she's going to be preparing them in our culinary tent at 10 a.m. on Sunday. So starting off your day, lots of really fantastic authors to start with, but then, you know, come do some illustrating workshops, do some writing workshops, go see Science City. There are 34 author venues that are going to be presenting throughout the day 10 o'clock 11 30 1 o'clock 2 30 4 o'clock so lots to do yeah and
0: again the thing about tucson festival books like you don't got to go all day pick the time you're going to go if you're in morning if you're an early bird go in the morning if you like to sleep in well then you're not here in this show and you'll wind up there <laughs> later but i always like to sashay there around the afternoon because it's just nice to walk around uh and the and like discover that's what I like to do at the Festival of Books. You're there to discover things because there are so many people there. Uh, I'm looking forward to some guests that I want to meet. Uh, I, locally, I love Dave Fitzsimmons. Right? He's my favorite. He's the political cartoonist for the Arizona Daily Star. He says he's retired, but I still see that man crank out more cartoons than anyone on Earth. All right, He's fantastic. There are other local favorites here as well. But let me ask you something. Who would be like your dream guest to get for the Tucson Festival of Books if you're thinking about it?
1: Is this have to be a living author or a dead one?
0: Let's do both.
1: <laughs> so let's
0: start with the dead.
1: Start with the dead. Um, you remember that book, Where the Wild Things yes. Are? Maurice Sendak? I think I'm pronouncing his name yeah. right. Um, I I actually looked him, and I did not realize he'd pass. I mean, the book is a million years old. Sure. So logic would dictate that it would have, but... That was my favorite book from my childhood. And it would have really been... And we do occasionally have panels where we're celebrating something that's, you know, from for posthumously for an author. yeah um, and so and then, you know, one of my favorite authors who actually comes most years and he's coming again this year, um, living. So, you know, the dream comes true most years. Um, Luis Alberto Urea. Yeah. He comes to the festival and he's just a wonderful, fantastic man. He got the founders a year a couple or award a couple of years ago. And I really enjoy having him come. So That is, you know, obviously a dream fulfilled. Heck yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: That's rad. I do. I help out with this uh, local sci-fi convention from time to time. Mm -hmm. And they're really big on authors. It's more of a literary convention, right? I'll just say it's called Tuscon, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be their 50th anniversary this year. And it's a sci-fi horror fantasy convention. They had uh, George R.R. Martin once a few years back because he did the convention in 1983 when he was kind of not as big a deal. So he's like, I'll come back. And it was a big deal when he came back. Our dream is to get LeVar Burton. Okay. I really want LeVar Burton. We all know him from Star Trek, but more reading Rainbow, right? Mm -hmm. Roots. I think he's a big man in our culture, and it's awesome. So one year, we're going to try to do that. Maybe one year, we get him at Tucson Festival of Books.
1: That would be fantastic. You know, I mean... I'm kind of a big Trekkie myself, so.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that on my other show. (laughs) Boldly going where no two has gone before. I'm pitching it to the station as we speak. Cool,
1: cool, cool. Well, lots of sci-fi and fantasy coming to the festival. Some of it will be in our YA area, um, Mm -hmm. which, and I should point out, the teen tent has moved for all of you teens that are up at, what time is it? 7.30? Angels about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Listening to this show, the teen tent is there, bigger and better than ever, but it has been relocated. So look for it in the alcove of the University of Arizona's main library. There you go. And additional public service announcement, do not bring your dog to the festival. That is important. You will not be able to enter University of Arizona buildings with your pet. Right. And outside we have presentations from things like animal control and so on and so forth. And sometimes they have some animals with them that may want to bite your dog. Ah. And, uh, yeah, we don't want that getting loose and, and having that issue. So yeah. So if it is a service dog, however, it is more than welcome.
0: There you go. And that was, that was my follow-up question. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So make sure you leave our buddies at home, our friend dogs, right? Man's best friend stays home. But if they're there on a business, that dog goes allowed. Yeah. So that's fair.
1: Yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> we don't want you losing your pet at the
0: festival. No. That would be <laughs> terrible. Yeah. So we were saying how also Tucson Festival Books, it's not just this one event. It's an organization that's around all year. What do you guys do all year long preparing for the festival?
1: So we really start preparing for the festival before the last one has ended. Mm -hmm. So um, even though we won't have dates until mid-late summer for the 2024 festival, um, and we really plan that around the university schedule, we start soliciting those authors immediately after the festival and in fact sometimes if we know somebody's going to have something coming out the next year and they're already at the festival and we want them to come again we'll talk to them about it at the festival um so we have you know again 200 volunteers ish that you know maybe a handful more that are are working year-round on it um, and so our book and author committee really kicks into high gear in the spring for the following year and they're really keeping track because the publishers in some cases they've announced a few things that are going to be coming out the following year but sometimes they're announcing what's coming out that next winter slash spring okay in the summer or the fall and so year round they're really keeping an eye on what's current what's happening in the publishing world what's coming out and so there's that and then of course our our volunteer committee, our sponsor committee, all of those committees are working hard year-round to bring the festival to town. And so it's really – it's a year-round project. We do occasionally have off-festival events too. Um, we have an event happening right before the festival with author Jamie Ford. He is going to be joining us, um, and he's uh, – for a cocktail reception talk, and it comes with a signed book, and that is actually a paid event. That's March 2nd, which is the Thursday before the festival. So oh, wow. So we also have a few off-festival events, too. Raise money for the festival, keep the festival going, um, in addition to our regular festival events that are free to the community.
0: Yeah, and people can donate to the Tucson Festival Books,
1: right? Oh, please do.
0: There yes. you go. <laughs> Don't forget. And it's a good cause. And you actually work with uh, another bunch of great organizations, like Kids Need to Read or mm-hmm. uh, yep. Make Way for Books. Tell me about some of these other great groups, because... I always find this when I go to these events, it's good to network. It's good. It's a good networking event for these great organizations.
1: Yes, and Make Way, before books, participates in the festival, they do a lot for the festival and, of course, the Children's Museum, Worlds of Words Library. But actually, the excess funds that are not used to put on the festival are donated to Literacy Connects, oh. um, just their general programming and then their reading seed programming. And then also those great University of Arizona literacy events for younger kids that are hosted in the bookstore. Yeah. Those are funded by the festival as well. And so um, lots of things happening that are festival related throughout the year. Um, Oh, and the Stocker Foundation at the festival, they fund a book giveaway. So any kid that comes and children and teens only, please. (laughs) One book per kid, they give away they give away about 5,000 books throughout the weekend. Um, and so that's fantastic that they do that for us. We have lots and lots of wonderful donors that do wonderful things for the kids.
0: That's amazing. One of my things I do, I don't want to hype it up too much, but I do some fun stuff for kids, teaching kids, and I give away comic books. And boy, nothing like giving a kid their first comic book because sometimes that's exactly what is it, their first comic book. Mm-hmm. And it blows their mind. And I'm like, they're going to remember this forever because I remember my first comic book.
1: And that's not necessarily something that they're going to get in school. Right. You know? Of I mean, course not. Uh, there's, a, there's a movement towards that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you know, um, Kathy with Worlds of Words would have lots to say about this. But, you know, it's really more traditional literature still that's being taught in our schools. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: And there I see a lot of it. And again, libraries are our big heroes. They have made their graphic novel section. You can ask your library to get you anything and they'll do it. And then don't forget... If you have your library card, which, again, it's it's cre- it's a creative license. That's the one mine says creative license on. It's my favorite library card. Uh, you can get books from any library sent to your library just in the district online. You don't have to even go anywhere. And sometimes you can just get digital, digital audio books that you have on your phone, and they're nothing. People don't realize the libraries are still such a great resource for free information, education, and all
1: of that. That's where I get my books. Right? Those that are not sent to me the book festival you know because i get free advanced copies of things and occasionally they'll send an extra one and i may make them my own (laughs) but i go to the library yeah yeah it's it's just it's free and it's so convenient five minutes from the house you can have it sent from anywhere in town
0: yep Uh, people remember all the things that do exist that sometimes disappear into the background and i was talking about this with the boys and girls club again i asked them what kids should go to the boys and girls club and some people think it's Kids that need help, kids that are well, poor kids. There's not no all kids should go to the Boys and Girls Club.
1: They have lots to do there.
0: So much to do. Three. I tell people, I'm like, did you know they have three printing at the Boys and Girls Club? They're like, what? It's like, yeah, you know what <laughs> the Boys and Girls Club costs twenty bucks. Like it's nothing, right? And that even includes food. People just think that they know what it is, but they don't. And if you think you know what's going on at the library, you don't. There's a lot of technology and a lot of advancement that's happened in this service that almost gets a little ignored and forgotten. The library is a great source because, again, we're talking about books.
1: I think our library system here, not just in Tucson, but Pima County, is one of the best in the nation. I think they they do all right. I'm friends with
0: a lot of librarians. They're good friends to have. Those librarians, they get the job done. Well, and they know a lot. They do know a (laughs) lot, all right? It's not just Dewey Decimals anymore. (laughs) So if there's another, like, just thing just to wrap it up, I mean, really— you told me about some of what you're focused on in 2024. you got to kind of plan it as, you know, you go, like like you're saying right now. Anything you can do now, you try to do it. You plant those seeds. You're always looking out throughout the year. But if you were to think of, like, just one grand thing, your big your big ask for, like, a, a, a ridiculous ask, what would you want for, like, the 2024 Festival of Books? Almost like if a genie could grant a wish.
1: If a genie could grant a wish and yes. I could have anything I wanted for the 2024 Festival of Books? Yes, really, it would be to pick whatever date I wanted. Ah, I understand that. <laughs> the university is so busy and they've got so much going on and we're just so lucky to have them as a partner. But, you know, um, often I'll get, you know, some really important Really integral volunteer saying to me, well, I'm going on a, you know, vacation at this time. So can you not play? And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> didn't quite work please, like that. Please reschedule your daughter's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: that is hard. It's hard to do in this town, especially there's an event every weekend, <laughs> yeah. if not a hundred. We're very lucky. All well, right?
1: and we're we're fantastic and, and and lucky enough to have you know organizations like the Street Fair checking with us about our dates ahead of time and so That's on nice. and so forth, so that we don't have that going on at the same time. Too, yeah, because that would just be unmanageable. I think that would be unmanageable. Yeah, that would be riotous. So,
0: <laughs> last thing, where can people get more information about the Tucson Festival of Books?
1: Um, they should visit our website TucsonFestivalOfBooks.org, um, and then of course download the app. It is the easiest way to get information, especially if you're navigating the festival when you're on festival grounds. Oh, there you go.
0: So we've told a great story today, I think. And today we made friends with Melanie Morgan, executive director of the Tucson Festival of Books. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you. Thanks for
0: having us. I appreciate it. This was Lifestyle Tucson. How do they end these books? The end. Bing, bong, bing. But yeah, then they also have epilogues in books, right? That's kind of what this is because it's time for a recap. So I want to thank our new friends at the Tucson Festival of Books for joining me today. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. Make sure you check out all the links that she was talking about, all those great organizations like Make Way for Books, Kids Need to Read, and a lot of other fine folks around there involved with the Tucson Festival of Books. Their website's amazing, lots of info, okay? And uh, Bernie Sanders was involved. Uh, How insane is that? So surprise... Everyone felt the burn here in Arizona just a few days after it snowed, so how exciting is that? But uh, for more information about our program or to listen to something you may have missed, go to the Sunday Mornings page on klpx.com, kfma.com, mixfm.com, or espntucson.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are authored. I'm your BFF, Frank Powers. Toot toot, Tucson. I love you the most.